Welcome everybody back to Raw Podcast. If you have literally not dove into here yet, Raw stands for Rad Active Water Women. I brought this podcast to life because I am a water woman too, and I'm building empowering communities for water women through podcasting, swim coaching, and retreats as well. But today I have a fantastic guest, as always, someone who loves the water and is across the world from Canmore in the UK. And I came across, um, her name is Steph, but I came across the group on Instagram and it really caught my curiosity and it's called Hideous Swim Society. And Steph, you can correct me if that is something different, but I'm pretty sure Hideous Swim Society. So I want to welcome Steph. Welcome, Steph. Thank you very much. And thank you for having me. You're absolutely correct. Hideous Swim Society is exactly who we are. I love it. And it's funny, Steph, when I first saw it, I I looked at the name and I was like, I had to take a double take. And I was like, I really need to look into it. It caught my curiosity. (laughs) So good name on your front. (laughs) That's exactly what we were hoping it would then. Yeah. (laughs) Because I was like, hideous swim. What's hideous about swimming? And then I was like, I looked into it further and I was like, oh, (laughs) so... Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, who um, who okay. are you, Steph? Um, okay, so uh, me as Steph, um, I am someone who grew up swimming. Uh, I was a very reluctant four-year-old on poolside who was always fiddling with their goggles and didn't want to play. Um, but I then uh, got into the competition scene and then I moved on to artistic swimming. And since lockdown, I've also been um, open water and ice swimming. Um, and then I'm also part of Hideous. So uh, Hideous Swim Society is a joint venture between uh, me and my partner T. T grew up in Finland. Um, she's uh, been around sort of lake and sauna culture her entire life, but she only got into swimming uh, and learning how to swim back in 2017. And uh, Hideous was born shortly after that, out of the idea that those swims that look the most hideous to start with often turn out to be the most fun I love it and like can you tell everybody who's listening right now Steph like and I I just want to know for myself too is like what is something that you've done recently that's been like that hideous swim like what is something you're working on um so good question and it's not perhaps uh as an immediate answer as I'd like to give uh because hideous swims are sort of those ones that an official hideous swim is one that sort of puts the fear of god in you and yet you go ahead and you do it anyway and it's you get to the end and go that was amazing I never thought I could do it mm. um so I've had a few swims recently that perhaps wouldn't count as hideous in themselves because they didn't put that same level of fear in that to me but I'm I guess I'm recently back from um the European Ice Swimming Championships which was a pretty fantastic experience and Steph when you're doing those like the ice swimming which I think like kudos to you holy like what is the temperature of the water so um, ice swimming is a tiny bit of a misnomer. So, uh, the water doesn't necessarily have to be frozen. Um, it can be as sort of it's five degrees and below uh, for official reasons, uh, for official uh, competitions and events. Um, and it's channel swimming rules uh, as far as swimwear is concerned. So you've just got your basic hat and costume and earplugs, uh, no neoprene, no extra coverage. Wow, you are one brave soul. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> And so what strokes are you doing and like what kind of distances when you do ice swimming? Um, so I have never been a sprinter, which means that I tend to take on the longer distance events. Mm. So uh, more recently, uh, like at the 
uh, Europeans, I was doing the kilometer uh, freestyle. And then I also jumped in on the fly events because butterfly is just absolutely <laughs> the best stroke. Um, <laughs> and you'll find um, in Helios there tends to be quite a lot of butterfly because it's just such an enjoyable thing to be doing. Oh, I love it. It's funny you say that stuff because I've taken literally the plunge to do butterfly this year for like competitions and I love it. It's like so hard and very humbling, but yet it's so much fun. Oh, absolutely. And the further the distances you you do, you just get into this rhythm where you're no longer pounding up and down the pool. You just find this rhythm and it goes and it just feels really lovely. Hmm. And sometimes if you can translate that into the sea and you catch a wave and it's like, I, I'm a dolphin. And it's just, there's, there's something really beautiful about it. I love that perspective. Next time I'm doing that, I'm going to pretend I'm a dolphin. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love it. I'm only in the pool right now. But um, yeah, butterfly just has this, this beautiful, powerful, yet sexy, like way of swimming. Like, I don't know how else to explain it, but that's how I would. And um, so that's amazing. And then you're taking it to the next level where you're doing this in those cold temperatures. So how do you warm up for something like that? Or do you like, how does that work when you're entering into a race? I'm curious. Ah, oh, um, it's, it's the first time that I've that's a lot. It's not the first time I've competed in ice swimming, but it's uh, it's quite a recent thing. It's only the last year or so. And the actual process on poolside is the strangest thing. You're stood there with your dry robe on uh, and some nice uh, official will shout at you, take your clothes off. <laughs> and you, ha and you, you have this moment of going, what on earth is happening? As you then have to take your dry robe off and get in the pool in about two seconds. Um, so the warming up happens somewhat before then. Uh, and I guess I warm up for it the same way as I would for anything else. Uh, I would do a land warm up. Uh, we were super lucky this time. We had access to an indoor pool and a wholly inadequate sauna. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. but it was a warmish room to, to get into afterwards. So wow. yeah, that was the process. I have a, I'm curious too, when I watch this, like when I watch it and I, I've seen, I'm pretty sure I've seen some of your videos that you posted okay. and like, I noticed nobody dives. That's ah, is that for safety? That's what I was curious about. Yeah, so I compete um, under ISA, which is the International Ice Swimming Association. Um, it's one of the uh, governing bodies, uh, and so ISA specifically, and I don't know about other governing bodies, uh, has a very specific set of rules that say you can't dive, you can't mm. tumble turn, um, no more than five meters underwater, and it's partly safety. Uh, and partly because they want the um, the pool competitions to be as similar to the open water as possible. And there's uh, obviously only so much you can replicate that in a 50 meter pool. Yeah. Um, but they're trying to take out the advantage that you might get from the diving or from the um, the underwater transition on your turns. I that totally makes sense. Thanks for sharing that. That's like a learning moment there. Thank you. Because <laughs> I had no idea because when I watched it, I was like, huh, I wonder if it's the safety, but that totally makes sense. And Steph, you're an open water swimmer as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. I'm uh, what might be termed a lockdown convert. They shut all the swimming pools <laughs> in the UK and I needed to swim. And so I found a lake. Good for you. And I found a river. Well, one day you need to come out to Canada and I'll take you into the glacier lakes here. Okay. So, that and would then, be incredible. Yeah. 
they're cold, but it's so beautiful. So uh, one day. So anyways, I'm going to stay on track here because I could just keep going. <laughs> so I have another question for you, Steph. So where and how did the love of water, like how did that come into your life? Um, that's a good question. I mean, like I said, I grew up in, comp uh, in some competitions. Um, so it's something that was always there. And I don't know whether I properly understood that I loved it or whether it was just something that was was always there so it just always happened um I guess I really love I perhaps love the artistic swimming more as a kid than I did the swimming swimming um and learning how to manipulate your body in water and to do these absolutely impossible looking things um and the the joy that being in uh in team routines brought mm. um but then I guess lockdown came and I really began to appreciate how integral it was to my life. Mm. Um, I'd had a few years out by choice. I, I had quite a bad accident uh, and just didn't get back into the water for a while. And that, but the moment it was forcibly taken away, uh, I began to appreciate it so much more. Yeah, I bet. It's like when that thing that gives you that joy in your life gets taken away, it's, yeah, well, good for you for bringing that back in and bringing it in in so many beautiful ways. It's It's been really lovely to to rediscover water and in a way where you're properly appreciating what's going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So next question. Mm -hmm. um, how has swimming helped you move through stress or something that you're healing through in your life? Oh, so <laughs> I'm massively behind on uh, blog articles for the hideous website. And uh, this sort of encapsulates part of one of them. <laughs> so congratulations on the mind reading. Um, <laughs> I'm good at that sometimes. <laughs> um, so it, it's done lots of things. And I don't have one great big story, but I've got a couple of small ones and I'll, I'll try and keep them on track. But I think I've always struggled um, with, or I've historically struggled with uh, meditation, things like that, and the sort of properly stopping to and, and just sitting there with your thoughts. But I have found that swim training uh, since I came back in 2016, um, and you're plowing up and down, you've got a set, you've got a turnaround time, and you just give yourself over entirely to that training session. You emerge an hour later, and you've moved on and issues are no longer the same size they were so I've it's helped in that respect in that it provided that sort of quiet space for me to exist and not let the world overtake um and the bit I mentioned for the blog post is I swam Loch Lomond in Scotland this year which uh, for context is a 35 kilometer lake Loch oh wow that's amazing yeah, congratulations thank you 12 hours overnight uh sensory deprivation really high um but it was amazing because if you speak to channel swimmers for example they'll say that the distance they're swimming isn't that bad or that big a challenge it's the the mental side of things and so I sort of went into this swim going I am going to find out at the end by the end of the swim what my demons are mm. and what I've not been dealing with and actually it's really really good incentive to get your house in order before you get in the water and make sure that the things you've not been dealing with you you sort of um you come to peace um 
make peace with. And it was amazing to get out of the water at the end of the, that 12 hours and be absolutely exhausted and go, nothing came to get me. <laughs> and were you able to like release some of those demons as you swam? Yeah. Mm. Um, I, it was the training in the time up to it and the reflection that it was necessary for me to do mm-hmm. uh, in in the months before it meant that actually there was a real peacefulness actually mm. to spending that time alone in the water. Wow. That's incredible. It's amazing what swimming and just being in the water, how healing it is and how you can move through different things in your life. It gives you that peacefulness to, to move through it. And I don't know how you feel, but when you're swimming, do you find it hard to worry about things? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, like I said, it's, <laughs> it's like that moving meditation. Exactly. Um, you're wholly committing yourself to that time in the water and it's a way of coming home no matter where you are. Oh, it's so true. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Say that again. What are you just said? <laughs> uh, it's a way of coming home no matter where you are. Yeah, exactly. I just got chills. That's like, it's so true. And yeah, and, and like even, I don't know, you got me thinking about something too. It's like, thanks for sharing that journey and and for yourself. And it's like, I think for other people, when you see them swimming, no matter what it is, people are all moving through something, Right. Um, and I'm absolutely. sure you you see that with your the society, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. I mean, that's we created the Queens of Hedia Swim series specifically to celebrate people overcoming um, mostly swims, but um, whatever headspace they needed to work through to make those swims possible. I love that. That's 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 beautiful. And thanks for creating that space for humans out there. <laughs> um, it's needed. Uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, thank you. I'm just going to move on to another question. Um, what was one of your best memories you've ever had? And if you could tell us a little bit about that, it can be related to swimming if you if that's where you want to take it. Um. Oh God. Um. There's a question. The the first um. sort of related to swimming sort of related to hideous um I don't know if it's the best memory but it's certainly a strong memory um and that's um I went to the the gay games in 2018 in Paris Mm. uh which is what was the gay olympics we weren't allowed to use the word now the gay games um and I was I walked up to a swimmer on poolside and said like "I, I saw you did the 200 fly uh pretty sure you couldn't swim fly six weeks ago that was amazing congratulations and she just turned around and went some people have been through worse like it's fine mm-hmm. uh and that was key and that was the start of our relationship uh as a as a friendship that then mm-hmm. became hideous and was a very strong moment of things being put into perspective oh well thanks for sharing that that sounds like a great memory um so next question (laughs) how does water like with your swimming build your self-confidence and self-esteem and what would you tell like other water women that are listening to us right now if they're feeling like less confident or their self-esteem is low when they maybe show up on the pool deck to a swim squad or just you know getting into swimming or back into swimming after being a parent for years and just you know now they're entering that again 
promise this isn't a sales pitch, but like, there'll be a bit of hideous philosophy, no, I think. No, I don't mind. <laughs> yes, okay, it can be a sales pitch. Um, I, I just mentioned some hideous philosophy, uh, which is um, effectively to do what works for you. Whenever we do, we do lots and lots of butterfly swim sessions. Uh, and we do it with um, people like myself and T who are super confident with fly and can happily swim 400 meters of it in one go to people that can just about do 25 if they work really hard. And it's like, start on fly, it's like first stroke, last stroke, what what happens in between uh, is between you and the water. Do mm. what works for you, do what feels right. And if you wanna give it a go, give it a go. And I think, I don't know how it is for you guys in Canada, but certainly in the UK, since lockdown, we've seen a massive surge in open water swimming. And it's absolutely amazing because you, pool decks can be a bit homogenous. You walk <laughs> up the poolside, you see a lot of similar looking people. Uh, you walk onto the uh, you walk up to the lakeside and there's all of these different bodies and all of these different ages and backgrounds and experiences. And you get the swimblers in their woolly hats who just do head up breaststroke and you get the triathletes and they're all in the same place doing what works for them. And it's just such a brilliant thing to see. So the space exists and absolutely uh, take hold of it. I, I love that. And Steph, I have to agree, like in the UK, for, it, there's so much and I'm seeing it. And I think it's, I'm a swimmer too, and I love the water, but like, it's incredible to see from afar, the communities and you're right. It's from, you know, people just do breaststroke and it's the same in Australia too. Uh, my husband's from there and I was there not long ago and it's very similar. So it must be to do with the sea and the, the lot of water, right? Um, mm -hmm. In Canmore and Alberta, it's, it's not the same, but that's what I'm, that's, what I'm building, <laughs> what I'm trying to build here in our own way, because like our winters are much different compared mm -hmm. to you, where you may be wet, we get the cold, right? So mm -hmm. we have ice holes that we dip into in the river that are 0 0.8. <laughs> so it's, it's different, but the community, you're so right. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. That's beautiful. Thank you. And I would say that having just come back from Finland and jumped into the Point eight or similar ice holes uh sauna is great uh but also um I, i'm sure that the ice holes can build community as well you get a certain sort of person that wants to come and um, experience that it's yes it's it's interesting it's almost like i don't know if you noticed this and i think it's with swimmers too but it's almost like a common language it's like Ooh, once you do absolutely. it then you it's this community and it's like chatter and it's like there's so much energy there and no worry yeah have you been to this place have you done this thing have you met have you oh and I did that one and yeah. oh, I like your costume yeah yeah <laughs> exactly no no judgment at all right it's Absolutely. beautiful and I, I'm not great at talking to people I don't know necessarily um but I have walked up to so many random strangers and said oh I love your costume and <laughs> they have a great time they respond really positively people have done it to me and it's yeah you've yeah that's great I have to come over and visit sometime. I think I'm being oh, called to the UK. <laughs> um, my mom's from the UK, so I have some roots there. But I, I feel like I need a trip there soon and to experience oh. what you, well, you what happens. You are more than welcome to come join a hideous adventure swim. Which Sounds we're amazing. Also setting up at the moment. Oh, so. that's amazing! And what kind of event is it? 
so the um, hideous adventure swims are um, independently planned um, mm. little swims. So um, we are looking at doing one on the Isle of Wight, which is a little island off of England uh, at the uh, in the summer this year. And we, we were walking along the cliff tops, looked at um, a rock formation called the Needles and went, we could swim through that. We could work out how to do that ourselves. So we're just going to go for a little swim and a picnic on the other side and work out where to go from there. I love and it. So, yeah, <laughs> so we'll work with the locals to get uh, knowledge of the tides and that sort of thing. Um, and yeah, we'll just set off as a, a group of swimmers and, and see what happens. It's amazing. And how can people find out more about this? They're like, oh, this sounds amazing. Can they just find that on Instagram and your website? Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, we are um, at Hideous Swim Society on um, <laughs> on Instagram, um, underscores between each of those. And then we are uh, hideous.co as a website. Amazing. And I'll add that into the show notes uh, so everybody can find that as well. So a couple more yeah. questions. We're still going. <laughs> um what has water like or in swimming like taught you to infuse into everyday life like off out of the water? Ah. Um so again we come back to hideous. Uh so my hideous swim um was not any one event. My hideous swim was learning how to swim with kindness. Um and to uh to not do what I'd done all the way through it as a kid and um as as an athlete which was just keep going and keep going and don't listen to your body and don't sort of question the system just just keep going and it'll be great um so to learn to swim with kindness was to then take a step back and really make evaluations of what I was going to do and why I was going to do it what is the point of this and maybe there is a good point and okay we like this there's a purpose we shall pursue it and sometimes there isn't so maybe we don't and so that's been hugely valuable to bring across into all parts of my life um yeah I love that swim with kindness that resonates and it'll resonate with a lot of people that are listening to this right now too so thanks for sharing you that stuff. I need to take it's quite right you thought I needed taking in hand which is quite right <laughs> I have some fast kind of fastish fun questions for you okay, to kind of for finish it. it off okay uh do you have a mantra or quote that you live by and if so what it is what is it can you remember it um when I need things put in perspective I go back to what he said on poolside but um, some people have been through worse and it puts me back in perspective I mm, love it thank you for sharing uh three favorite places you love to swim um the summer cottage that we went to in finland last summer um which is just incredible uh the isles of Scilly, which are little islands off the coast of cornwall in england and uh la santa in uh i forgot where it is mallorca oh wow that sounds awesome <laughs> um do you have any post rituals after swimming um either to go directly to sauna if it's been a cold swim or to complain loudly about the lack of sauna <laughs> a lack of sauna I love that um one thing you would like to master out of the water um 
I am working really slowly at learning Finnish and I would like to be able to listen to a whole conversation without needing an interpreter. Whoa, <laughs> that's amazing. I like that. <laughs> um, and what's in your swim bag? My entire life. Um, <laughs> and, and that's genuine because I got to a point where it was easier just to put my work stuff in my swim bag than it was to try and do anything else. So my life is in my really? swim bag. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, what Are there any women out there uh, that you admire most and why? Oh, I am going to forget to name drop all the right people. Um, just one. Just try it. Yeah, okay. Just one. Yeah. In which case, I'll, I'll slightly cheat because I know that you've already met her. Uh, and Sophie Etheridge, mm. um, for the uh, not only for her channel crossing recently and setting the record for the slowest ever channel swim, but the incredible work that she's doing at the moment uh, with the Adaptive and Disabled Open Water Swimmers Group, um, increasing the access um, for disabled swimmers and increasing the education uh, for disabled and able-bodied um, teachers and coaches to make sure that more people have got access to the water. And then last question. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, I loved meeting Sophie. She she made me smile. <laughs> yes. um, what is the most like one of the most important challenges you think that women are facing today, or women that identify as a woman as well? Oh, in the UK, it can be in the UK. <laughs> I mean, wow. Um, I would say breaking down um, things that are built into systems. Uh, systemic issues um, that we are starting to recognize exist, um, but we are slower to be able to um, break down and look at differently. Okay, thank you for sharing. Um, last question, I lied about that. Um, what brings you the most amount of joy in your life? Um, oh, that's so, mm, it, it seems really trite to say, swimming butterfly. Uh, <laughs> it's it, whatever it is for but, you okay. maybe it's something well, today <laughs> uh, yeah uh we're gonna go for that uh I, I i love the different things it's brought me uh the connections it's made um the sessions that we run uh seeing the development that people have and spending time with um with some really fabulous people so that's amazing the, bu <laughs> the butterfly, butterfly <laughs> the butterfly effect i love it well steph thank you so much for being on raw podcast for sharing your story your journey um and my fast fun questions at the end thank you for having me it's been an absolute pleasure thank you steph for being a guest on raw podcast I loved just hearing your stories about swimming, your passion behind that, and about the Hideous Swim Society. Just fantastic. Thank you so much for being a guest. And I look forward to crossing paths in the water, out of the water, one day very soon. If you want to reach out to the Hideous Swim Society and Steph, you can go there on Instagram. I will share it in the show notes for you. Raw Podcast is all about building empowering communities for water women across the globe. And there'll be so many incredible guests coming on and so many have said yes. So thank you to every one of you. If you're one of those water women out there and you're like, oh, I would love to be on this podcast, reach out to me. I would love to hear from you to continue to spread the world and empowering incredible water women across the world. Thank you everybody for listening to Raw Podcast. 
please send us a like through Spotify or iTunes or leave a comment on there. This really helps us get out into the world more. Have a beautiful rest of your week. Thanks for joining Raw Podcast.